0: Welcome to the Guitar Omni podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your masterclass in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit ColumbusClassicalGuitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. So we're here with Martha Masters. She is the GFA president, and she also teaches at Loyola Marymount University. And is is it university or is it college? University. University, University, excellent. And Cal State University in Fullerton. Hi, Martha, how are you?
1: Hi, good girl, thanks, how are you?
0: I'm good, it's good to to see you. And thank you so much for, for being here to talk to me today. So how long have you been the GFA president?
1: Um. Oh my goodness! This is my eleventh year. So my goodness.
0: <laughs> and and how how does that work? I mean, are, are, is it just you just keep doing it because you're there and you want to keep doing it, or is is like somebody <laughs> ask you, hey, you want to keep doing that, or how how does, how does that work in your your dictatorship?
1: My dictatorship. <laughs> has no term limits, so. Uh, yeah, I kind of keep going until they kick me out or until I can't take it anymore, which, um, (laughs) uh, basically the GFA has a long history of, of, you know, really devoted leaders who uh, give a lot of time and, you know, over the course of the almost 50 year history of the organization really just, you know, are incredibly generous with their time. And, um, you know, at some point they all go, I can't do
0: it <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we're all happy that Fair you haven't much. haven't reached that point yet so that's, that's great and you know, i have to say i, think, I mean yeah. like the, i think the the uh, the organization looks as good as it ever has and and um, i'm sure that's in, in no small uh, part because of, of your contributions over the last 11 years and so it's a Congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. Oh. Thank you. It's a,
1: <laughs> I really feel like one of the the things that we've done um, it, perhaps most successfully in the time that I've been involved is to build a really great team. And that sounds right. like, it, you know, perhaps propaganda and whatever. But but I, I really believe that that's part of how I've been able to do this for so long sure. is that I'm not doing it alone and that right. the people that are doing it with me are Fabulous. Um, Right. So that makes everything more uh, possible, right? Um, Right. And it allows us to improve, uh, you know, every area uh, along the way as we bring in other great minds and other bodies to, you know, kind of carry the weight of the organization.
0: Sure. Sure. That's great. That's awesome. And and has has there been a similar kind of tenure? Uh, with, the, with, the, with the people that are, that, that are working with you? In other words, um, have they all been there for 11 years too? Or like, has there been a lot of turnover that way? Or yeah, what?
1: so I actually first became involved with the GFA in 2003, I joined mm-hmm. the board. And by 2004, um, I was vice president and I served as vice president up until I became president. So I've really been pretty heavily involved since
2: 2004
1: and yeah you know so the other person that's been right there with me the president at the time when i first became vice president was brian head Uh and yes he's still heavily involved today he reached a point where he could no longer be president right um but he's still involved as our artistic director so what that means is that basically when there are big issues that you know really require a great mind and institutional knowledge, that Brian's still very much a part of that conversation. And when we're planning big new programs, we always are looping Brian in right. to get his great perspective. Um, but he's not as involved in as much of the day-to-day work of the right. organization as I am and um, the rest of our staff. So, so Brian and I have been side by side this whole oh, time. Fun. Most, it really was fabulous um we had uh, a couple treasurers that were with us through those you know almost you know 18 years right. and finally uh, the second one just stepped down um just you know because she had just done it for a long sure. time uh, and now we have a wonderful new treasure but really that treasure role has been really consistent as well um and about let's see um Let's see, about 10 years ago, we brought in Connie Shu as okay. our first is our director of communications and our director of development, and now she's our general manager. So she's been involved for a long time as well sure. in various roles. Um, and one of the things that Connie and I were just talking about this past week as we had our convention, which was virtual and, you know, ran here from my house, was, you know, <laughs> kind of looking around at the number of staff members that have been with us for a really long time, despite how unfortunately poorly they are compensated <laughs> in terms of, you know, what goes in their bank account at the end right. of the month. It's not great, right? Like we, we're we trying, we're, we're paying them, um, but, but it's not what they're worth. They're fabulous people. Um, right but we have amazing dedication to the organization so we right. feel really fortunate and even when we're working till two or three in the morning and getting up at seven to start the stream mm-hmm. uh getting up at six thirty to start the stream at seven <laughs> more, um everybody still you know and through the stresses of you know technology challenges and what you what you may have everybody's still really happy to be here so right. um i feel fortunate
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and so this is the second year in a row, obviously, that 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 we had to do the virtual convention thing. Yeah. Did you make yeah. a lot of changes um, from last year <laughs> to this year? Or was, yeah, we was,
1: did, actually. You know, when we first. So uh, last year after the virtual convention, I remember all of us saying, well, that will be the last time. And I have to tell you,
0: I I watched, I I didn't, I wasn't able to watch a lot of it last year, Um, but I, I I caught some of the playing and um, the the interview with, with Elliot Fisk was, was outstanding. Oh my God. And, and like, and I thought, you know, this is a real silver lining kind of thing because, you know, when else do you get to hang out and just, you know, have coffee with Elliot Fisk, you know right. The,
1: right. You know, yeah. No, listen
0: I'm, to that kind of thing. It was it was fantastic. Yeah.
1: I think last year ended up being amazing. It was really hard for so many reasons, such right. a short period of time, such a learning curve for us. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Because like was, the
0: calendar. Yeah. Like you, you probably had no time. We had like
1: two months to plan it. Right. <laughs> um, and you know, we'd never done anything like it. So it was, it was incredibly hard last year when it was over. We like, Thank God we'll go back next year. And then as it became, more and more of a question, are we going back next year? <laughs> you know, we planned, at first we were to be in California um, at Cal State Fullerton. And then it became clear that local restrictions, there was no way that was going to happen. Right. So we found another venue in Colorado where their restrictions were less. Their cases of COVID were lower and and uh, they were a little bit more flexible with you can, you know, have people inside. So we were planning this right. kind of hybrid event where... We could have, we knew at the time that we were booking it, we could have 40 people inside their concert hall. Okay, so maybe we can do certain things inside and then do the rest of the concerts outside. And so we planned this whole event. What does a vendor fair look like? Okay, it's by appointment only. And how does the competition work? Well, it's in the hall, but we're doing this. And how are concerts? They're outside the stage. It can be here. No, it can't be there. It can be here. (laughs) We went through all this and we're so excited about this event. And then it came clear that, Nobody was going to come. <laughs> oh um, my
2: gosh.
1: That we were going to do all this. Right. And nobody was going to be able to come because there were just t- still too many travel restrictions. So the event itself yeah. would have worked. And the 50 people <laughs> that would have showed up would have loved it. It
2: was going to be awesome. But
1: we would have just absolutely lost our shirts. You know, you right. can't run an event for 50 people right. that pays all the artists and all those equipment fees. You can't do it. So it really became a practical issue. I mean, the campus was open. They were ready to have us. They had worked with us so well. We're so grateful to Alex Commodore and Metro state. They were, they were fabulous in working with us, but at the end of the day, I I don't think anybody was going to come. So, so we moved to fully online again and we were like, okay, well, at least that'll be easy. We've done that before.
2: (laughs) But that's not exactly (laughs) true.
1: So because it really had to be different this summer than last because, um, uh people have been consuming online content for a year and a half right and they're tired of changed. it frankly yeah. right like they're oh. over they're over it right so you have to do something a little different a little better we also did the whole event for free last time um right. and because of that we, we weren't able to offer anything to our artists right and we didn't oh. want to do that again like you know, like last year, it was just, you know, we can only do what we can do. We have no money. And And everybody's in the same
0: boat, you know, I mean, everybody everybody
1: was sent home last year, right? And this had to be different. So we, you know, last year, it was free. This year, we made it Free, but only to members. So we were trying to work on generating membership, but then we lowered our membership cost a lot. So everything became, you know, every one of those components was, you know, a five-hour discussion. Well, should it be free or should we charge? Oh, it's free for members? Okay, well, then what's membership? And, you know, every one of those components. And then there was also because it was then behind a paywall, the paywall of membership, then the technical aspects of how our team implemented it changed entirely. So um, there were complications.
2: (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that said, I'm incredibly pleased with how it went off. And our team was amazing and creative and we're really happy with how it went.
0: Great. And, and next year, it's going to be in person, right?
1: Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. I,
1: I mean, I thought for sure we were this year, but, but yeah. to be honest, there were always questions about this. Of course. Year. Whereas of course. I, I hope that next year really, yeah. you know, things are looking a lot better. So now, how, far,
0: how, how far yeah. out are those planned? Like, do you, do you I mentioned you already have the location for the next two years at least.
1: Yeah. Two years. So yeah. we, um, we were supposed to be in Louisville, Kentucky next year. Oh! Cool. But because Indianapolis got bumped, we said thank oh, that's you. that's right! Hang that's tight. Right. And because I was actually
0: um, I was thinking that's a three hour yeah. drive for me. I was like, I am gonna have to check some of that out. So you know Yeah,
1: well Indianapolis yeah. isn't that much further. So yeah. um so yeah, so we're giving Indianapolis that chance because they had, you know, worked hard sure. to sure. secure that bid. So uh so we'll be going to Indianapolis and then the year after oh, that cool. is our 50th anniversary, and so we're trying to figure out a wow. big celebration for
0: that. Oh my man. gosh.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: that's that's amazing. And, <laughs> that yes, is absolutely amazing. Coming up as have there been fifty conventions?
1: No. Um, so, well, they, they started as like small gatherings, I think. And it was started the the original members. If I get my story, right. Um, the original founders, they basically convened within an ASTA convention. So so they were kind of at the ASTA convention having their thing. And then they, founded the GFA, and then they started having annual newsletters, which were yeah. kind of like the pre-soundboard. I, I
0: remember seeing those, yeah. I mean, I've seen copies of, of, of those in piles of of... People's things, you know. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I've seen some so, of those I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Claire
0: Callahan thing. was was involved in the in the first yes. group of people. <laughs>
1: yes, for sure.
0: <laughs> who, who else was in there? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, it's Claire Callahan, Tom Hack. Um, oh, of course, right. Uh, David Grimes, oh, Peter yeah. Danner. Um, yeah. I think Yann DeClo. I, oh, no, I'm no way. I'm not sure about, Jan. Oh I'm not sure about Jan, Uh But he's been uh, from very early on. Yeah. Um, I really should know that history better. But there was a, a tight yeah. group of those folks that, you know, a lot of whom have stayed involved until very recently. Sure. Talk, talk sure, about talk about serving right. the organization for a lifetime. You know, they've really Amazing. been pretty amazing in their legacy tom heck really up until last year was still editing um right, he was, of it course, was still editing yes, soundboard yeah, scholar yeah. um and really the, the birth of that was his idea so sure, um, sure. he really he, he was giving hard <laughs> so <laughs> great yeah. very
0: cool wow so that's enough about gfa <laughs> <laughs> actually it's not it's fine um but let's talk about you so and 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 I guess we we should we should probably mention and make note of and I I, I should have, I should have included this in your introduction as well. Not only are you the president of the GFA, but you are a GFA competition winner.
1: Indeed, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that dates year, back. That's history. So that is
0: that is history. What what year was that?
1: That was two thousand. So oh my gosh!
0: I, I thought it feels like it was just yesterday.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, then you must be just as young as me. Yeah, I, I, um, I competed for the first time in 1997 um, at GFA. And it was actually my first international competition as well.
2: Okay. And
1: um, So that was my first GFA. Um, And uh, I made the finals, which was like huge. I got fourth prize, which a lot of people would be pretty bummed, but I was like like, super excited about that. And then I came back um, in 2000 and and managed to make it to the top of the podium.
0: Great. Which, Which one was that?
1: Uh, it was San Antonio?
0: Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. No, I, they they all—I I can't keep they, them straight. <laughs>
1: they blur together a bit. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: And where were you living, and what were you doing at the time?
1: So I had come to Los Angeles in 1994 um, okay. for grad school. Um, I worked for a couple of years full time, just trying to pay off my undergrad debt and make sure. Make sure I knew what I wanted to do cuz there was a 6 month sure. period where I actually stopped playing the guitar. Really? Yeah. Where and, did you do? Your um, undergrad? Uh I did my undergrad at and my masters at Peabody actually. Oh, okay. And I came here in 94. And um, I just, you know, needed a little bit of clarity <laughs> before yeah. I continued, uh, you know, just to make sure this was what I wanted. I, I yeah. had confusion, and uh, then when I recommitted in 1996, I started my doctoral program. I never looked back from then. I was 100% certain, um, and I became addicted to practicing and, you know, just really full on. And then I started competing the next year, and things just took off nicely. Did
0: you, no, did you, did you move to LA to, to study or did you just say, okay.
1: Yeah. I came here. So, um, I had just gotten married and, um, my husband and I were looking for grad schools together. Um, and so, but he was going to go right away, and I was going to wait a little bit because I sure. still just wasn't sure. Um, so uh, we were looking at schools East Coast and West Coast, and we came here to find the best of both worlds. Okay.
0: So, yeah, so you would you, you might have been going to L.A. anyway, and if you had decided, hey, I'm, I'm not going to pursue this any further –
1: Right. So, I mean, we basically, uh, honestly, we came here for me. I'll be real honest. Uh, (laughs) I think he kind of wanted to go to the East Coast. Oops. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. But, um, but it it really, you know, I wanted, I wanted to study with Scott Tennant. Okay. Uh, So I came here and I, um, the first two years before I enrolled in school, I, I did take about six months off and then I started with lessons with Scott privately and,
0: Oh, before you, you entered. Yeah.
1: Yep. Oh cool. Yep. Yep. So I, I just kind of started back while I was working full time taking lessons, which was really hard. That was I have yeah. a lot of appreciation for adult hobbyists who, you know, work 40, oh, I, 50, I, 60 hours a week and then come home and play the guitar. I don't know how it's they do amazing. It so, It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: I remember telling one of my students, it's like, you know, you don't see me like all I do is music. You don't see me like on my, my spare time doing some electrical engineering, you know, for no. fun. You know, and, no. and and these people all have families and really busy lives and they're so dedicated. And it's it honestly, it's for me it's been such an inspiration. You know, those are mm-hmm. those are the students that that, that I really connect with you know and, and yeah it's, it's I
1: find it amazing. inspirational when I was working that kind of office job and leaving my house at 7 30 in the morning and getting home at <laughs> six or 6 30 at night I just wanted to sink into the sofa and have yeah. somebody who would deliver TV to me uh, there, food to me on the sofa right like sure yeah, I, yeah. I didn't want to cook I didn't want to clean I didn't want to you know I just really that was a hard shift for me and right. I think in part that I you know probably I didn't find my job too fulfilling I was a receptionist right. you know so there was there's something in that, that you get an energy. I certainly work way more hours now than I did then, Right. Um, right. but you get an energy from your work when you're in love with it. I think sure. that's part of it. So, and a creative, a creative pursuit is like, well, you're never done. Right. Right.
0: So, right. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. I, 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 I always kind of thanked the, my day job experiences for reminding me that, you know, what was important to me was worth pursuing, you know, is, is it's because I've had to, you know, I've had to take, I think everybody has, you know, you have to, yeah. you have to do that every once in a while. And I think my, you know, my last one was, was working in a real estate office and I mean, it was a fine job, great people. And, and they, they treated me really well, but it was just, it was really nice to say, you know, really, I, yeah, I don't want to do this more than I have to. And and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's kind of a, an interesting way that that can be a catalyst to uh to push us in a different direction you know so
1: yeah so, yeah that I really do think that was that wasn't all that that got me going but it was right. it was kind of that realization I don't want to do something <laughs> like this for the next fifty <laughs> years no right no yeah. I want right. something and on,
0: on top of that I always think too you know like I, I don't remember where I first heard this and I, I'm sure it, you know it it comes from many sources but you know I I the idea that you know we don't have to do this we get to do this you know it's yeah. it's you know it, it, sometimes it's hard and, and and you know it's it's a little different but it's I always think you know it, it, there's there's something of a privilege to it you know it's it's um I, I I don't think I ever feel like I mean it's sometimes yeah it's you're working all the time you don't ever sleep and and you know you feel like well I'm not making any money at all but like yeah. I then I'll turn around and say, well, but I feel really lucky anyway. This is really cool. You know, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. exactly. uh,
0: I like, I like that idea a lot. So, (laughs) and then, so after, after the, the, the GFA thing, um, after winning that, so you were, you were sent all over the world to do do your, your concert tour at the, uh, at the at the tender age of I don't know young, twenty
1: eight <laughs> when I won. Which Were you I really was, okay? That yeah, was an old one. So yeah, wow. So I was, well, I was twenty eight. So when I started my tour, I was twenty nine. I would never so guess like,
0: that. I would never guess. Yeah, guessed one of the
1: that. one of the experienced <laughs> winners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, had you, I mean, had you
0: played many concerts before that?
1: I mean, I had started when. Um, uh, so I'm going to say that second year, that like 1997, I had just okay. started playing some concerts, mostly, I'm going to say regional, West uh-huh. Coast, Pacific Northwest, like sure. I had gone, you know, Arizona, Nevada, all of California, Oregon, I had yeah, kind yeah, of done sure. some stuff here. And that was, you know, you know, Scott Tennant, my teacher, he said, this is how you do it. You start right. local. You start in your town, and then somebody likes it, and then they refer you for something a little bit out. And so I was, mm-hmm. I was doing that, and it was working. Um, and then suddenly you win GFA. And
0: <laughs> oh, away you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I had played concerts, but nothing prepares you for the tour. And um, it was great. Um, it was hard. I started my tour um, five days after 9-11. And um, wow. my, my first concert was in L.A., thankfully, uh, on the Saturday after 9-11 happened. Oh, my and gosh. So we were so, I mean, as an organization and myself, we were so lucky that the winner was American. Because if not, there there oh would gosh. have been no tour that year, right? Like, it just would have been very difficult um, for, for anyone from outside the U.S. Yeah. to travel the way I wow. travel. Um, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so that was a hard, that was the hardest concert of my life (laughs) to play. I I, I Um, bet.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Just
1: to be able to, you know, think and and, focus. It was, it was very difficult. All I'd been doing was watching the news for a week, you know, Um, and the news was not good. Right. So it was, it was a really, um, a hard start, but I think everybody at that concert was just so happy. Kind of like right now, everybody's just so happy to go hear a concert on that Saturday everybody was kind of happy just to be in a place where we could be together and share music right so it was yeah. hard but beautiful and then really beautiful. after that boom 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 just go 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 and i had just started my teaching job at lmu and so i would uh i'd asked them if it would be possible to book the tour such that as a general rule i could be home tuesday wednesday thursday leave thursday night and play friday through monday <laughs> come back oh monday my gosh. right so yeah. i I, that's what i did and there were i think two stretches where i was gone during the week and i had to get subs for teaching but yeah. generally speaking i would you know be home during the week teach fly out for the weekend play concerts fly home teach fly out for the weekend for for from september through april so it was wow. a.
0: Wow, you were very a, tired.
1: I was epically <laughs> tired, but I was young, and I didn't have children, and so it was all possible. So.
0: Wow, and and did were there any international dates on your on your tour for the GFA? Canada,
1: uh, and okay. so I played five, six concerts in Canada, and then maybe two in Mexico, and that okay. was it. The okay. tour has gone in and out of uh-huh. um, uh, doing scheduling international appearances. Sure. Um it's complicated we would love to have right. more international appearances but it's right. there are a variety of reasons yeah. which is complicated so we do it when it works out uh, sure. but it's not something we promise so of course
0: of course yeah, yeah and uh, the reason i was asking is, is i know that you have played internationally a bit yeah. um and i was just I, I wasn't sure if that was part of the gfa tour or if that was things that you did afterwards no
1: those are all things that just kind of have come um from other you know connections our guitar world is very small yeah. right so sure, we start sure, to sure. all kind of know One another, and um, I traveled a bit when I was doing my doctorate. I was traveling in Europe a little bit, trying to get to know that scene, and um, I competed over there a little bit. Um, One one competition was in the finals of another, so just had some opportunities. I got invited back to play some concerts over there because of that, and so that was how the European side started. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and and I I might be making this up, but I think I've seen pictures of you in Chile.
1: Oh, okay, not Chile. I've been oh, Peru okay. and Paraguay. Um I well, had the continent
0: right. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I love going to South America yeah. actually. The hospitality is so fabulous and the yeah. land is so different. And yeah, I really enjoy going there.
0: Yeah. And it, have you have you been there much? I which, which...
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, perhaps more than the average American. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. Twice in Peru, twice in okay. Paraguay, once in Ecuador, once in Panama. And um, those this were to perform, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Uh, awesome. I can't think of any others, um, but yeah. yeah, maybe more than average, but I know there's always yeah. somebody that's done a ton more than me. That's for sure. sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then like up until, well, up until everybody had to stay home. Um, how, how much playing were you doing? Are you still, still out there doing yeah. a lot? Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, it's, for me, it's very manageable. I don't want to do more. Okay. Um, I feel like it's a good number given the other things that are in my life. So I'm playing about sure. 20 concerts a year. And that's, uh, no, that's not insignificant.
0: It's, it's not insignificant. <laughs> and, you know, I've talked
1: with some of my friends who, you know, are really all they do is tour yeah. and they, they hate it when they don't have a regular run of concerts. Cause they're like, it's so much harder if I'm just playing, playing, playing.
2: Right. And, and I'm
1: like, yeah it is much harder but i i really like the other things i do and um i i like my teaching job i like um having family life and being home um so i i like this kind of balance it is it is hard to maintain the balance and i notice too when i go on the road and i have Four or five or six concerts in a row before I come back home. It's like, oh yeah, those later concerts are so much easier. The first one, you're of working, you're working, yeah. you're practicing, you're practicing, and then the second one's like, yeah, I did this last night. That's cool. Yeah. And then the third one, you're like, should we go play some golf before the concert? That's <laughs> cool, right? Like,
2: it just gets
1: easier the more you sure. do it. So sure. I do understand the perspective of my friends who really that's what they do. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy to have a balance.
0: Right. Is that something that did, did, did you, I mean, I imagine that's something that was really consciously designed for you, that you got to It was only you.
1: consciously designed. Like, you know, this designed, is what I want. Yeah, it was only consciously designed from a very practical perspective that I wanted the stability of a teaching sure. job, right? right? I also really enjoy the teaching job, right? Like I, I, I get a lot of fulfillment from that. Um, but I also think I would go completely insane if I didn't have that, Kind of knowledge that everything should be okay. It's never right. guaranteed in our world. You can lose your of job course. like that, right? Of course. Um, yeah. But I feel like there's a predictability about a teaching job, which I really appreciate.
0: Yeah. How many students do you have?
1: So um, it really varies every okay. uh, year. So LMU, we have a small Department of Music. Um, it's a really elite academic institution, and we have mm-hmm. a small Department of Music. I have anywhere from three to nine guitar majors at any given point. Um, And so I teach there the guitar majors, their private lessons. I teach the guitar ensemble. Um, I also teach a beginning guitar class, which at first was just kind of, you know, I thought of it as for the cash. But actually, over the years, I've learned a lot uh, (laughs) from teaching that. And I've I've gained a real appreciation for the art of teaching those classes. Um, And end up writing a book out of my experience doing it um, because I really felt like there wasn't a book that, taught the way i wanted to teach the class so it was a really big when kind did, of when did you publish clear. that how long has that been um asked? gosh maybe 10 years ago oh no it, so, it something, didn't
0: something else i've missed
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it wasn't it wasn't published i was writing it 10 years okay. ago. i want to say maybe it got published maybe seven okay. years ago and, mm-hmm. and is it is it watch.
0: specifically like classical or is it is it other styles so, as well no
1: it's that's specifically what it's not because there are great classical books out there yep. and there are great books that teach you how to strum Chords and blah blah mm-hmm. blah, but I wasn't finding a book that taught both. Um, okay, and I really believe that a beginning guitar class it should be teaching both because it's sure. not the class isn't called beginning classical guitar. Right, <laughs> um, it's it's uh, not called beginning rock guitar. It's called beginning guitar, and right. the whole idea is to develop an appreciation for the instrument and to expose them to styles. Um, right. So I really wanted something a book that would that would cover all that and I there wasn't one. finding yeah. for me I wasn't finding one there are some that try um, but I wasn't satisfied with one element or another um, whereas if you asked me to choose a classical book I could name you five that I really like right. if you asked me to choose I could name another five but I wasn't right. finding the book so I wrote one <laughs> and um I it's uh I really am incredibly proud of that book. Um, I, I I use it in my daily work and I still find it really fulfilling. You know, I, like I say, I started it about 10 years ago. I have morphed a little bit of what I do from that point. But but one of the things that I've been so proud of is, you know, I've, I've always... I really, truly enjoy teaching. I've always gotten good teaching reviews, but my reviews for, you know, from my students for that class have like skyrocketed since I started oh, teaching with this concept and, you know, teaching them how to improvise, even though i don't tell them, but I feel like I can barely improvise myself, but I'm teaching them how to do it. You only have to be a couple lessons ahead of them. And they you're don't good. have to know I'm right. not good at it, right? But I'm,
0: I'm
1: empowering them to feel like they sure. can create something. That's right. huge, right? right? Well, so at, at that level, you're thinking. just opening
0: doors, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like go
1: on yeah. and find somebody that can help you if this is the thing right. that interests you, right? So we're learning how to improvise their collaborating with each other in small ensembles doing the blues they're uh, arranging pop tunes in settings and they're learning how to do a proper rest stroke and free stroke and read music right like all in all in one semester so it's an intense semester i frequently get people saying i don't think i was gonna have to work this hard sorry about that
2: (laughs) but they also really
1: like the class and i feel like i'm actually teaching them something that's very cool it's been rewarding actually
0: yeah and, and, and that, so that's at, at, at Loyola, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, what's, and what's going on at Cal State Fullerton? At Cal State
1: Fullerton, it's a very big school of music, right. uh, so very different feeling. Um, and we have a pretty good-sized guitar program. We have about 20 um, oh, guitar wow. majors right now. Are you, and are
0: you the only teacher?
1: No, 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 There's two okay. of us, like, God, myself that would be, and Javier crazy. Hara. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so we have, um, a great program and, uh, the students have a really vibrant community and, uh, there I just teach, uh, private lessons and, um, coach an ensemble and teach okay. pedagogy and guitar lit history when yeah. I just come around yeah. every yeah. other year.
0: So. sure. sure, sure. Awesome. And like, what's your, what's your commute like? Cause you, you live, you live in LA, right?
1: Yeah. The commute is ugly. Um,
2: <laughs> so,
1: yeah. So LMU is right by the airport and I okay. live um, Southwest of the airport, like, you, you know, pretty close to the, on the coast. And okay. then that's about a 50 minute drive. Yeesh. With with traffic, honestly, it's right. not bad. So it's really only it's two
0: traffic. miles, yeah.
2: With, <laughs> without traffic, it's thirty
1: minutes, right? right? So, and then to Fullerton is about an, I allow about an hour, hour right. 15, um, without traffic, it's 50 minutes. Right. Um, with traffic, it can be absolutely brutal if you're not smart. So, uh, so yeah, I, I have some commuting involved, <laughs> which I have to say this last year of remote teaching, my car was like sweet. I'm oh like, yeah. <laughs> so relaxed. I was actually about due to buy a new car like right now. Right. And I You're don't. Okay. Need new, I don't need a new car right now, so that's
0: <laughs> the good news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 the pandemic shortened everybody's commute, right? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yep. And are, are you, so. And what's your schedule like? I mean, are you are you teaching five days a week?
1: I generally have three days a week. Okay. Uh, so I teach Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and the intent behind that is still to allow my sure. Friday through Monday for nice. times when I go out of town to play. So I've yep. kind of scheduled it that way on purpose. I don't go out of town every weekend like I did during the GFA tour, <laughs> right. but, but I would say once or twice a month, I'll sure. have something where I'll pop out for the weekend and right. Um, and both my schools are also really great that if I have something during the week I need to miss, I can make things up, I can bring in a sub, and my students are really understanding and everybody works yeah. with it. So, That's so cool. it's pretty cool. flexible. That's great.
0: So are you going to both schools every day?
1: yeah so oh my goodness no no, i said that wrong so i go tuesday thursday to lmu and then i'm one extraordinarily long day at 14 on wednesdays so
0: sounds sounds very familiar
1: yeah Yeah, that's the life of the music teacher is you know driving around and long days yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: that's that's awesome and you're you're originally from the midwest right am i I'm remembering from that correctly
1: home state i'm from ohio i was born there's a dayton
0: wright... connection yeah okay so right. i was born I, at wright patterson
1: air force base and oh, like my dad was in the air force we moved from wright pat after i was born we moved to california to germany back to ohio and that's okay. where i was when i started studying guitar with jim mccutcheon oh my
0: gosh i just got an email from him today um <laughs> And, and he, I'm going to, uh, he's, he's going to be on the schedule for, for the podcast. Oh, so I'm get, beautiful. Get
1: well, you got a good one there. I, um, <laughs> I, I couldn't be any luckier than to have had him in my How old were you car. when you, when you studied with him? I was six. So okay. I was there for a couple of years, six, seven, eight, maybe I think by the time we okay. left. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. So, and, you know, he used to, uh, ha- I used to take lessons in his house. He had a son, Skip, mm-hmm. Skippy, I forget, Skip, uh-huh. who was yeah. about my age. And, uh, he was just really great at talking to kids and yeah. sharing his enthusiasm. He's got that, music. he's got that big
0: energy, happy, exactly. happy all the time, you know, like right? it's, it's, yeah, it's, and it's just, infectious. You
1: know, I think I already liked it, but he made me love it, like, immediately. I remember just coming home from my first, I still remember what we did in my first lesson. I had actually oh had, like, I, right, who remembers their first guitar lesson like that? I, but, and I don't remember anything. I have a terrible memory, but, but he, was so, <laughs> he was so compelling. And I had actually had, like, four lessons with somebody else right before him um, at, at, like, a local music store, and the store closed. Yeah. And let me just tell you, after that, I had zero desire to ever play the guitar again, because that that teacher, whoever he oh. was, ooh, it was painful. And um, so I get into the first lesson, and I was a pretty smart little girl who who was pretty interested in the subject. I just had someone kind of tor- tear me <laughs> off a bit. And, and so Mr. McCutcheon shows me the yeah, he says, so he's trying to figure out what I know. Right. And he points it, you know, opens a book and it has notes on there. And and he says, Do you know what this note is called? And I say, That's a C. Yes, great. Do you know what this note is called? That's an E. Yes, great. Do you know what this <laughs> note is called? I said, That's an F. And he goes, Ah, that's an F shark. Because it had a oh, nice Oh, so my he was gosh. like, you know, supporting me and yet yeah. showing me, oh, I have something to teach you. And it was so good, right? Like, I just remember feeling like, oh, he does have something to teach me <laughs> and I'm so excited. And, you know, so he could see that I did already know how it absorbed the reading music thing and I was kind of getting it and, but he was excited to share more with me. So he's teaching me technique and and then he started teaching me um, Puff the Magic Dragon in college. Oh my gosh, Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and to be honest I had very little interest in the chords um, I don't know why I now I appreciate it right yeah. but at the time I was just like can we just go back to learning that classical thing the classical oh, thing was cool so I don't know why I was the yeah. rare child that didn't want to learn chords but
2: huh. uh,
0: and yeah. like how so you were six was yeah. was this a thing where you you knew you wanted to play guitar and you bug your parents to get lessons or you your parents saying hey music is something we're gonna do and I mean how, how did that all go down for you
1: yeah so it was my parents saying music is something we're gonna do um and my older sister started playing the violin and I thought that looked cool and I wanted to be just like her and she was two years older two years ahead in school and um I, I just sort of so I wanted to start at the same time as her so I was younger And um, I wanted to play the cello because I just thought the cello sounded amazing. And at the time my mom was um, going through some serious health issues. And my mom, (laughs) I used to like be angry at her for this. And now as a mom, I can understand. She said, my (laughs) mom said, no, the cello is way too big and you can't take it on a school bus and I can't be driving you to school. So no cello. Wow. So that was when my life changed was because my mom didn't want to have to drive me to school with my cello. So... And my uncle suggested guitar. I love the guitar. that kind of stuff.
0: I just love and, that and kind that of like it. accidental weirdness that life brings us and, you know, mm-hmm. shoots us off in these other directions. That's fantastic. That's so cool. Yeah. So, but, so, so your uncle played guitar and that was, that was... He just,
1: he played this much guitar and just yeah. really liked the concept and he suggested it. And I remember thinking, ew, but I didn't ah. say anything. I really, I think all I had ever seen of the guitar was kind of strumming Folksy kind of stuff, which I really I I did not like as a child. (laughs) I I appreciate it now, but as a child, it it grossed me out. I can't (laughs) even. Dirty hippies. (laughs) Dirty hippies. It really felt that way to me.
0: What a hoot! That's that's amazing. That's so funny. You know, I, i I started I started when I was six as well. And actually, my mom got me a ukulele when I was four. And I guess I just took to it and, and, but it's, it's interesting because I was, you know, that, that many people come, especially to classical guitar later in life, you know, and, and if they played it all before then, you know, it, it, it was probably not classical guitar and they probably weren't reading and, and whatnot. And I, it, when I, when I was in school, the typical situation amongst my colleagues was kids were pretty serious about playing rock and roll and they were looking for something to keep them occupied that, that they wouldn't get bored by. And they trip upon the classical thing and say, well, I haven't done this yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and oh, I can go to college and study this. Great. Well, I need to prepare an audition. I think I'll study for about six months, get an audition together and go study classical <laughs> guitar in school. I mean, that was that was like yeah. everybody else in. in Well, not everybody, but like in the departments I was in, that was that was the yes. typical story. Right.
2: Yeah. And yeah. so it's,
0: it's always curious to me as as somebody who started playing really really young um you know to 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 find out what how how that all all happened for people you know for me yeah i
1: think it's i don't remember
0: not wanting to play guitar it was it was and i think i think part of it was this i was exposed to a lot of music at a young age my mom had a lot of friends who were musicians and that kind of thing so you know i saw it and and i was just like yeah i want to do that and and it's it's interesting because I yeah people always ask me that question I'm like I don't know I just I always wanted to do it <laughs> you know and I didn't yeah. know I didn't know anything about classical guitar you know I just started doing that when I was about 10 and it was just one of these yeah. things that look we ran into a teacher who could actually teach me something because I had you know been playing for a little while and I'd go see you know guy in music store who you know plays chords it's like I already know all those chords okay well you know <laughs> but the, the classical guy was the guy that that was not the experience. I was like, ah, I don't know what this is, but I'll do it anyway. And then it was, you know, that was, that was the end of it all. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: But I think there's still a lot of people for whom the experience is exactly what you said, that they just yeah. have been playing chords and then they realize their senior year crap, I, oh, this <laughs> other thing. And well, I kind of would like to keep studying. And then they come to it late. And it's a hard thing to come to it late, but I've actually met some amazing players.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I studied with Christopher Berg for my undergraduate. And one of the things I mean, that was that was what he he did, you know, in in South Carolina. There's you know, that's what happens. And his 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 philosophy on the thing, he would always say, you know what, I'm going to it's got to be easy to get into this program, but Mm -hmm. uh, you're still going to have to. To but it's gonna be
1: hard to graduate, <laughs> right? You're,
0: you're still gonna have to get yeah. to the the level that you need to get to to graduate, and that's that's yeah. up to you, you know. And and I think it's it's interesting because I think that 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 age in a person's life, too, you know, there's there's this energy that can be applied that I certainly don't have anymore, you know, <laughs> like that, that focus and that if you get get that energy like really focused and really directed. You know, yeah, people can do amazing things in a short period of time.
1: You know, that's true. That's true. Those, that's true. Those,
0: those young minds. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> indeed.
0: So what? What else do you have going on? What's 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 on the horizon for you? What's 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 coming up here after After we're all yeah. free again? <laughs> after we're all
1: free again. Yeah. So I, you know, I just um, went to my first concert on Sunday night. Yes. Yeah. Was, How was that? So it was, well, yeah, it was stunning it was outside right so it wasn't right. in a concert hall yet we i haven't gotten there yet um what did you I, go to hear uh l.a guitar quartet so. oh of course yeah. it was yeah. fabulous oh so my gosh. um so th- i mean it was really a, a monumental evening yeah. and the, feel- the feeling was just great to be back together with people i haven't seen in a year and a half and for us all to be sharing that together it was really special now upcoming you know, uh, i'm I'm doing some festival travel, um, but I actually, weirdly, the festival travel that I have coming up is not performance oriented. It's I'm teaching as I'm just teaching. So uh, so my next concert on books at this moment is in February. Oh my gosh. Hoping something comes up before then.
0: You've got lots of
2: time to practice.
1: (laughs) uh, So, yeah, I, I, you know, things are just, we're just trying to figure out what the school year's going to look like. Sure. Um, And, know kind of my kids will be going back to school so kind of trying to get them after they've been out of school for a year everything's gonna be a little bit of an adjustment three kids so um, my oldest is going off to college this year congratulations Um, thank you and then i have a 10th grader and an eighth grader so um so yeah we've we've got you know some adjusting ahead with on the home front but then also just kind of figuring out okay going back to school am i going I'm teaching officially three days a week. Am I driving in three days a week is one day still from home. So I, I don't know yet, honestly, what, what, uh, the academic year looks like. Um, but I do know that whatever comes up will make it work. And I, I just look forward to, you know, finding some opportunities, um, coming up for concerts to start. I think, I think it's, soon yeah last uh, yeah. things are gonna start developing
0: from what i'm i'm seeing it's it's it, it, things it, it looks like it's not a gradual thing it looks like it's 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 kind of exploding actually i mean from what, yeah. I, what i've seen it's like everybody's anxious to to get it get it back and get, get yeah. to doing that thing so i you know it, it's 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 it, it might be a good a good t- opportune or opportunity—a good time for opportunity, I guess—is when. Yeah, I'm
1: I think so. So I think it'll just be kind of an adjustment to get used to the busy life again, sure. right? because it was a—it was busy, but it was quiet. It was, yeah, <laughs> it, was it was
2: weird. it was very, very weird. So i think weird.
1: just, you know, trying to re-enter gently so as not to shock the system.
0: <laughs> did you do any um, online concerts during the, during the pandemic? I did two,
1: yeah. and yeah. one of which I played live for okay. a, an audience. You know, they had sold tickets to their members, their community. Okay. So I played that one live, and that was fun, and the other of which um, they wanted it pre-recorded. Um, and it's very interesting. They're very different feels. I actually, yeah. um, the live one is kind of weird because there's no interaction. I'm just playing Uh and talking to a camera and I know they're out there. Yeah. It's so bizarre. So strange. weird. (laughs) But what I did enjoy, I enjoyed the energy. I felt like I was performing. It was just weird performing, but I I felt this energy. Um, And, you know, they got, you know, mistakes and all. And, and, you know, they all got the magic, right? Um, The (laughs) pre-recorded one was... You know, you sit there and you record, oh, um, I could do that one better. I could, right. uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that one again, right? Um, so the, in a way, the re- pre-recorded one just has so much more anxiety built in because you're just yeah. like, Ugh, no, Ugh, yeah. oh, no. And and I spent <laughs> way more time on this stupid pre-recorded concert. Anyway, those aren't my favorite things. So I look forward to right. just getting back. And, you know, I, I if I had to choose, I like the live version, actually. Sure, I I
2: sure. No, yeah, Even you-
1: though you can't interact, I liked it.
0: Well, that's what what I was going to ask you is, is, were you you in a situation where you were able to like see people's comments or did you have somebody moderating for you or any of that kind of stuff? No,
1: I was Yeah, I could see that being
0: a lot of fun. I'm doing, I'm doing an online, like kind of masterclass lecture demonstration thing at at the end of August. And I don't, and that's going to be like, yeah, people talking and and that's, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. I think if you can find a way to have that moderator and interact with folks, I I think it could be potentially really nice. This was just, you know it that it just wasn't designed that way and right, so right it was like you know and I think some people some artists I think would actually find that difficult to okay do we only do that at the end are we engaging throughout Are people asking questions or right. yeah you know, like <laughs> how does that go right
0: yeah so yeah Yeah, I, I, I did one because I had a, a, a program ready to go and and I hadn't I hadn't and- been playing much or focusing much on, 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 playing solo music for, for many years. because I was doing a lot of, a lot of chamber music and, uh and I it got to the point where I was like, yeah, I, I, I missed this and kind of want to, want to do this again. And, and I, I, you know, scared up some presenters that would, that would host me and, and, you know, I was really, I was ready to go. And then it, you know, everything got canceled so and i decided well you know i was planning on doing this anyway i might as well you know do something and i and i, I did i did, did the online thing and it, you know in this in this room and and i sat in the corner and i talked to nobody and you know it was very strange it was really yeah. really very weird but you know i i have no doubt at all that more people saw that than would have seen the actual concert in person and i thought that that's pretty cool that is pretty that cool That is and cool. And people, um, like friends of mine, and, and in places that you know I don't often get to, got to you know, got to be there, and that was kind of cool. But it was all afterwards, like going through and looking at the comments afterwards, that I discovered all of that, and it was it was just such a strange experience. Like it was just bizarre, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm. I want to, you know, one of my concerns as we go back to the daily life is, you know, student recitals, which often struggle for good attendance anyway. We right. really want to make sure people show up to their friends' performances, right? right. Like, go, Absolutely. put your yeah. body in the hall, um, right. because we've all come to expect streaming right now, but artists need humans,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right? So I, I hope that the students are good about supporting one another that would be something that's going to be something i'm going to be saying out loud but the louder we can scream that message from the rooftops we have to we have to get back in the spaces we have to make the time commitment out of our yeah. daily lives to go support our friends to go hear concerts that maybe you know we don't know the person but actually it's something we haven't seen before seeing it live counts
0: so. sure yeah we have to do have to ad, advocate for our own profession you know it's, it's mm-hmm.
1: important Advo- absolutely
0: excellent very very cool Wow. Now, um, so you, you have the, the, the class guitar book that you were, you were talking about before, mm-hmm. and you have, uh, is it a method or uh, it's, it's a technique book, right? What, what is it?
1: So I have two other books. So okay. published with um, Alfred is the beginning classroom guitar, but there's also okay. a, a series they have called The Total Blank guitarist or whatever so they asked me to write the total classical guitarist okay and that book um it's you know kind of according to their series guidelines of you know you already know something about playing the guitar but Oh, you want to be a classical guitarist here's sure. the crash course yeah, right so it's kind of crash course <laughs> for people who maybe already play electric or something right. like that um, so probably for if you're already a classical guitarist that book's not going to help right. you out too much it's meant for other style guitar players um, but the other book that I wrote that classical guitar players I think could appreciate um, is called reaching the next level it's published by Mel Bay right and that one um, I'm really proud of it it was actually my first book that i ever wrote so i'm sure there are some things that i would go back and you know do differently or say differently i was very young when i wrote it early 30s um but it really was born from my experiences teaching um these adult hobbyists who we sure. were talking about at the yeah. beginning of this um who you know maybe played guitar all their lives um but they're, they're like stuck they can't you know, they feel like they can't play this piece because they don't have enough speed or they don't read well enough or they never developed this technique or their sound is really frustratingly bad or whatever their <laughs> limitation may be. We all have something. Sure. right? Um, so it's kind of about breaking down. OK, you're already you could call yourself an upper, upper intermediate or advanced level player. You're playing all this repertoire but you need to improve something, how do we do it? Um, So it was kind of about breaking down various subjects that I tackle things that I had seen consistently in lessons, tone, um, tremolo, um, speed, whatever. So um, voice clarity, counterpoint. um, So just kind of interpretive issues. So just kind of each chapter focuses on, this is a common issue that I see here's a piece that somebody might wanna play. Sure. I'm gonna recommend instead of choosing this piece that you choose the one that's down here that feels a little bit um, uh, in the same vein, but is uh-huh. technically easier so you can address the technical problem. Yeah. So Very sort good. of trying to get people to you know, choose pieces that are uh, still rewarding, but, but a little bit technically simpler so that we can sure. work on developing quality technique. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Got it. Excellent. And do you have any, any publications coming up that that, uh, you're working on? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: wrote my last book. I swore I would never write another book. Really? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's just so much work (laughs) that said, if the right idea ever came along, I know I can't resist it because that's just the human I am. Sure, Sure. But right now I'm just kind of cooking at one point when I was teaching my kids, um, I thought that maybe I would write a kid's book. Okay. Um,
0: So actually, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that's one of the things I wanted wanted to ask when when your kids came up. But your kids play guitar.
1: They all play or played guitar. My (laughs) oldest, um, she was obsessed with guitar for a while. She played violin first and then guitar. and She was completely obsessed with guitar and studied classical guitar and then studied steel string, uh, acoustic guitar with, um, a former student of mine, I studied songwriting, ended up studying oh, voice. Fantastic. And she found herself to be more of a singer. Um, she still plays, but mostly strumming. Um, um, but she found herself to be more of a singer. So she's really, she's not majoring in music in college, but it's going to be Smart a kid.
2: Of her life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, her
1: and my middle daughter, um, uh, played a classical and just really uh, it has not found her joy for music. And I said, that's, that's okay. You don't have to, but you do have to study music <laughs> up until you go to college, so pick something. <laughs> um, so she's sticking with it, but she's playing electric guitar now. Oh, cool. So, and she actually just started, she's um, 15, she just started teaching guitar lessons as part oh, of fantastic. her volunteer service hours for the high school. So Excellent. she has... Five students this summer that are all, you know, elementary school, middle school. So she's learning how to teach this thing. So
0: she, maybe think, she has some more understanding of, uh, of hoping mom.
1: maybe she has a <laughs> little more appreciation now. We'll
2: so,
1: so, and then my son, um, started on um, classical guitar as well. I have a, a couple videos of them all playing together when they were younger. Oh, um, cool. and now he's playing piano and he okay. seems to be enjoying the piano more. Piano seems to be, I don't know, does he, probably, does
0: he does he still play guitar or is he no. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's very but yeah very cool. for
1: me it's it, i didn't want to build three little clones i just want them to have music education and of to like yeah. do music in their lives so yeah yeah
0: that's great that is yeah. that's very cool great awesome and how about recordings do you have are you, do you have any plans to do any more recording coming up
1: No, so the last one I did was this Baroque album, and and I'm really proud of how that came out. Baroque music has been a lifelong passion of mine, like I think so many people. And um, I was really in love with all that music and happy with how it came out, happy with the sound. Um, And recording has never been my favorite thing to do, actually. So writing the books, even though I swore I'd never write one, um, (laughs) there's, there's... a gratification that comes out of like you know exploring this and discovering this and refining yeah. this idea and co- playing I would rather play concerts than make recordings I think yeah. I just every time the recording's over it's like thank god <laughs> <laughs> so we'll it, it, it's know. it's
0: it's a painful process for sure mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah. yeah so at this point uh, I'm not sure. We'll we'll see what what the world yeah. brings.
0: So, <laughs> but no 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 plans currently to do nope. to do it.
1: No no no. Just trying to trying to keep doing what I'm doing. It's, it's a very funny thing these
0: days too. And I, I I keep I keep recording just because I feel like you know, I mean that's that's the thing. That's what we do, right? I I don't know, um, but honestly, making CDs is kind of a funny thing to be doing. Like why it's you know? Very I, yes.
1: The world has changed and really yeah. the smart young people are they're not making they're CDs. Not
0: making CDs. They're, <laughs> they're
1: posting on YouTube and TikTok, yeah. right? So the world has changed.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I I apparently have not. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I need to get a handle on that that
1: huh. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, yeah. It's,
0: and I could never have I mean I could never have predicted this. Yeah, so many, so many things that we're dealing with. You know, the way that people are, are consuming music nowadays, and and producing, and and all of those kinds of things. I mean, you know, uh, ten years ago, my 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 futurism would not have predicted it. A lot of this stuff, no. and I, and I, I, wonder too. I mean, it seems like there are certain elements of it that I I I feel like nobody's really figured it out. People are just trying stuff, and some of it seems fun and like it's working i don't know but i just i feel like for the past decade or so people have just been kind of like well let's try this hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, is that working? We don't know. I, like, I, I rarely mm-hmm. talk to anybody who says, Carl, this is what we're doing and this is how you do it. And it's it's going down like this, you know, it's, it's, it, it just feels kind of confusing and, and like, what, what are we doing? But I'm still making it, CTs. It changes
1: <laughs> much faster. And, and I think yeah. the 20-somethings are the ones with the answers in a way. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, just, I guess I need to hang out with more 20-somethings.
1: More, <laughs> it, more young people in our lives. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Great.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Well, I, th- I think I think we can wrap it up unless there's anything right. else that uh, that you want to want to talk about. Anything else going on? Anything else you want to cover? Um, um, I'm terrible about this. Actually, we do need to talk about this because I'm terrible about it, and I always have to remind myself. So, if we want to find you out in the world, uh, mm-hmm. someplace else besides my podcast, what uh,
1: <laughs> where, uh, where should we website, go for that? Uh, MarthaMasters.com has excellent. <laughs> schedule information when they're scheduled to be seen and recordings and things like that yeah great
0: and, and, and I'm sure you keep it perfectly updated like all the rest of us do. <laughs> I,
1: I'm pretty decent because otherwise I forget what I'm doing. So,
0: yeah. It looks a some... little
1: slim right now, but it's yeah. pretty decent. So. I,
0: I, I have somebody do it for me because if I'm left to my own devices, it would, you know, it'd be five years old and sitting there looking the same. So that, I'm terrible. That, that, that happens kind of every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It's great to see you again. It's been a long time since, since I saw and talked to you last. And so you know, there, there might have been some ulterior motive here to, to get you on and, 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 uh, and say hi. So Yeah, uh, great to
1: but, see you too. And congrats on everything and good luck with the remainder of your summer. Yeah,
0: it, like whatever that means. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. It's
0: yeah. just hot. So but yeah, it's great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and I have a quote here that I am going to use as the subtitle for your episode
1: oh what's that
0: artists need humans
1: oh yeah we do yeah, yeah. you
0: said that I love that so I'm that, yeah. that's it that's gonna be the subtitle and uh, I'll
1: take that that works <laughs> yeah
0: we well do. thanks so much Martha
1: great to see you Carl you take care you too. okay um, you too bye-bye bye
0: this is Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar On My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Woolwind, guitarist, on Facebook.